afternoon, a little late as usual. But you know what? At least I know I'm late. <laughs> Some people don't know they're late, but I am late. Well, and I'm not blaming anybody else. I'm blaming myself because this is something I'm working on that everybody has to have something to work on. So that's something I'm working on. But it's it's a simple coming and it's Sunday. And it's not a Sunday for me if I'm not at J-Root. And I hope it's the same for you if you're listening. But uh, this is the Sunday Parashat Shemot, which to me is like one of the most amazing Parashiot. Because I was thinking so much this whole Shabbat, this whole Parashat, I was thinking of so many different things. But one of the things I was thinking of was, for us, the story is not a problem because we know the ending. We know who Moshe was. But for them, they had no idea. So think about, you read a story about this poor lady, Yocheved. She's an older mother. She had him older in life. And she, she, has, to, she has to then go and, and, and hide her baby, put him in a basket, and send him down the river. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, she probably was going nuts. She was probably going out of her mind. How, how could she do that? She sends her daughter to watch and this and that. Thinking maybe she'll get the baby back. And then who picks up the baby? None other than Badia Basparo. Oh my gosh. Now we're never going to get the baby back. But the fact is that the Yocheved and, and Miriam, they did what they had to do. And they did it because it was the right thing to do. And that, that's where Moshe came from. And the other thing is, when Melech Mitzrayim went to Yocheved and Miriam, Shifra and Pua, and said, I want you to do this, I want you, I want you, would anybody have blamed them? If, if they would have listened, that would have been a terrible thing. But they had no cheshbon, they didn't think for one second. They just did what Hashem was right to do. And when you think about that, when you think about that, the only reason why for us it makes sense is because we know that this little baby boy was Moshe Rabbeinu. But, but for someone that wouldn't know the end outcome, it would be traumatic. It would be terrible. But that's the way everything is in life. If we have faith in Hashem and we know that there's a master plan, we know what we're here for. We know that there is a master plan. Hashem is never going to let us down. He's never going to forsake us. He's never going to do anything that's ultimately going to be bad for us. So then, do we want to change the, the destiny of the world? If God forbid one, let's say some do-gooder, would have seen it like, oh, you know what, I'm going to pick up this baby, I'm going to take him, I'm going to raise him. And, 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 or, 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 or they would have yelled at Yocheved for what you did or something, who knows what. Then they, they, it, would have been, it would have been a disaster. It would have been a disaster. But, but the fact is, the fact is that we look at things from a, from a Torah view and we see everything, how it fits in at the end. Hashem gives us this, the ability to see how everything fits in. But at the time, nothing makes sense. Think about Moshe Rabbeinu walks over to Datan Aviran. Now, I think Moshe Rabbeinu, he was living in the palace. He wasn't living in the neighborhood. He wasn't from the hood. You know what I mean? 
He was a guy from outside, and he comes out. He's walking amongst the people. At that time, Aviram probably had very long beards. They probably looked very religious. They, 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 and and they were they were being pushed. They were they were interacting inappropriately. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Rasha lama taket recha. They probably looked at him and said, Who are you? Who are you? you, you, who are you? You're never around here. You don't even have a, uh, you don't even have an A-line family name. Like, you don't have like a Yehostika family. We don't even know who you are. You're living in the palace and all of a sudden you decide that you're Jewish and you come out and you tell us to do. So like, how insecure, how, how, Difficult was it for Moshe Rabbeinu to, to, to make that step and to step into the situation and and then he runs away and then eventually come back. Shem says, go back. Was there any wonder why Hashem, why Moshe said no? It's like, really? Get with the program. I'm not from there. They don't, they, I, I, I didn't fit in. They rejected me to begin with and, and, and I ran away and, and how am I going to go back? How am I going to go back? And I'm going to go, they're going to look at me, oh, this is the kid. This is a Jewish kid that was adopted by uh, Batya, Basparo, and, and grew up in the palace. What? So the answer is everything from A to Z was against nature. Everything. And it all happens, all orchestrated, all 1,000%, totally, totally calibrated by Hashem. And that is the way our entire lives are. That is the way everything that happens in our life is. If we would just be able to look at that even for five minutes a day. I'm not saying to look at it all the time. It's very hard. Five minutes a day. If we just focus our lens and we see that, then we would be so much healthier. We would be so much healthier. That whatever we're going through, whatever's happening, it's part of a master plan. It's part of a big deal that's happening. Hashem knows what He's doing. Hashem knows what He's doing. And and if we wonder, not for us, this and that, this was a master plan for the whole Am Yisrael. And not all of them were exactly on the money. Not all of them were exactly doing what they were supposed to do. There are many, many people of Am Yisrael that weren't so hit to leave Yisrael Mitzrayim. But they were part, and if they would have gotten themselves together, they would have left with Klal Yisrael. But Hashem was doing it for the Klal, for, for, for all of us, for all of them, for all of us, for the future, for, 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 for history. So that's, that's something that I can't stop thinking about. Can't stop thinking about how looking at things, we have to just put things into perspective. Um... That's why, you know, one of the hardest things that I don't understand is when I sometimes see people, when someone walks over to them and asks for tzedakah or something, the person says, I can't afford it. can't afford it. Listen, I think so differently. I can't afford not to do this. I can't afford not to do this. Someone asks me for money, I can't afford it. I, I, I'm not talking about giving lots of money. So, a modest amount of money to the car. 
How can I afford to pass up this mitzvah? How can I afford to pass up this opportunity? You know, I posted something on Facebook. I posted something on, 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 on LinkedIn. So just $18. $18. You read this post. You read this ad. I'm telling you that this is a, this is a, a, this is a, this is an entity that is so close to, to my heart and it's so, so huge in so many different ways. And just post $18. How does a person turn away from that and say, you know what? I can't afford it. I don't get that. $18 it's not, it's not, it's a little money for somebody else, but when it adds up for J-Root Radio, it's like, it's, it's really, really a huge deal. Because this is a this is a not for profit radio station that's run by one person who puts his heart and soul and life savings and everything into it, not because he's getting any notoriety or grandiosity or not because he's on the front page of any newspaper. On the contrary, a lot of a, a lot of flack and hard and a hardship, but but never stopping, never wavering, never never pulling back, moving forward. So what is what 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 is Going through people's minds, I don't know. I give people a cup of Maybe they're not thinking like I'm thinking, but now you are. If you're listening to this, this is this is a chance. And you know what? It's before January 1st. This is the time to get it in. I mean, listen, if you want to give more than $18, please don't tell me you want to give more in the end of giving 18 because I said give 18. No, please. But really, really, you're, this is like better than Microsoft stock. Is better than Apple stock. It's better than IBM. This is this is solid gold. And I think that anybody listening should just take advantage and should just jump on. And it's so easy. Just text the information in to 347-927-8398. Just text it. Nowadays, you don't have to do anything. You don't even have to go to the bank. Nothing. 347-927-8398. Text in a donation, and it's it. You will feel better about yourself. You will feel like you did something that's unbelievable, and you will have in your hand the zhut of thousands of people that hear Torah and hear music and are happy and are enjoying because of you. What could be better than that? What could be better than that? I don't. I don't think that there's much that could be better than that. Gratification and 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 knowing knowing that you are doing something that's so good is so important. So we got a text and uh I'm gonna read this and see what uh Lisa if I should read this. That's what I got, you know, just okay. forward. I'm going to read this. And person writes me, I think that a Muhammad needs to be aware that three-year-olds are essentially babies. It is difficult to be one of 24 at that age. I kept my boys home in a daycare setting till three and a half because I felt they would benefit from a more nurturing environment. I am sure he is a wonderful Muhammad. But you should concentrate in connecting to these little kids rather than the Parsha, and I'm sure they will grow. 
I guess this is a continuation of somebody else's text. Maybe someone was talking about educating three-year-olds. Uh, I, uh, maybe, maybe yes, but I don't know. Just it seems like that's randomly it's come here. Many times we're talking about uh, about you know what what is all about to be a melamed. What will be the parents? You know, I want to talk. I I, I spoke. You know, with you starting talking about Moshe Rabbeinu, and I, I I spoke about it, and we're speaking so many times, many years about it. But first of all, we have to be proud that we are belong to this beautiful nations. You know? Unbelievable. And you see, talking about uh, Moshe Rabbeinu grow as a prince. He was a prince right. in the palace of Pharaoh. He could care less about other people. He grew up in a ruthless environment. They don't care about human life. And you know, there's days, and even today you can see it, that, you know, when you live in, on this kind of, like, Kim Gong Jones and all this stuff, that they grew up in, on a ruthless area, in uh, education, that... What is important is the power. They don't care about nobody. Right. You know, you know the stories about these leaders, so-called leaders that killed the brother, the mother, the, the, you know, the uncle. History. 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 history, history Roman of, history. Da daily, daily history. Daily histories, you know. And it's so interesting because in politics today... So they don't kill physically, but they kill they, they kill careers, they yeah, kill but, people's but you reputations. Know, you know, in North Korea, talking about the kill, he killed his uncle, he killed his brother. Yeah. You know, you know, Putin kill his, you know, you, you know, when he, now with, with Kajoki, with Kajoki, with the Joki, you know, all this, and, <laughs> and they, they killed all, all this, you know. So it's nothing that you, when, when you grow up in the society, that basically the power is the most important things. And you see a person, basically, a teenager's, Boy, that going over there, teenagers, adults, go and see the people in the street and feel for them. Wow, and it 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 doesn't learn the lesson, also, you know. Right. It doesn't learn the lessons to be, you know, be quiet and be, you know, stay away from this. Second day, he went out out to the street. He saw somebody something fighting. He opened his mouth. He right. said, "Yes, stop it." And furthermore, he run away. He go to the, to the, and you know, foreign foreign country. Doesn't know nobody, and see some, something that it's you know, injustice. He was he wasn't afraid from this shepherd, from these bandits that right. going over there and trying to to assault uh, uh, what do you call them, all daughters. He was standing. He could kill. He could. He could be die over this. You know, this gangster. You know, over there. And, and, but he, and, he, he stood up because and met because the, because. And what we need to realize is that this is the neshama Yehudi. This is the neshama Yehudi. And you know something, Nisim, you could say more than me. I could tell you just from stories that I've heard. But so many of my cousins, who. Are, Went from 18, when we used to be friends, I was friends with them, 18, we used to go, they joined the army. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, two years later, there's a war, Shlomo Galil. And my cousin, I used to go meet Fridays, we used to go hang out on Shabbat. All of a sudden, he's not around, he's at war. And saying, what, trans, what transfers this person? This person from just a kid to now somebody who's picking up a gun to defend his nation. He comes back and he's talking like a totally different person. He's talking with 
with with Emunah Hashem. I'm going. I'm going. I'm fighting. He's Hezder Yeshiva. I'm fighting and I'm fighting for Emunah. I'm going to I'm defending Eretz Israel. And where does this come from? Where does this come from? This is a Neshama Yehudi. So I said to him. I said to him once. One of my cousins. I said I couldn't do that. He said you're wrong. You're wrong. If you have a neshama Yehudi, if you have a Jewish soul, then there's no such thing as you can't do that. If you have to do it, you do it. Standing up for emet, standing up for hesed, standing up for the right thing, a person who's connected to his neshama Yehudi stands up and, 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 and can't help it. It's something that comes from inside, you can't help it. That's the koah of the neshama Yehudi. And that's, 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 the power that we have to feel when we look at the world and we say it's not enough. It's not enough that we live in our own firm environment. It's not enough that we keep Torah mitzvot ourselves. We have to have our hearts open when we pray. We have to pray for all the Jews in the world that aren't connected. We have to pray. I heard this Shabbat something unbelievable. Rabbi Pesach Kron's brother passed away. And he's sitting Shiva for his brother. And my Rav, Rav Shimshutcher, who's I love him so much. Was talking about Hesped, the very Hesped, and Rabbi Krohn's brother. Do you know he had lists of soldiers who passed away who had no family members to say Kaddish for them because they came from homes that were not religious. He said Kaddish for thousands of Israeli soldiers. He had their names and their dates, and he used to say Kaddish for them. You hear this? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Organized. His daughter had it organized. Yeah. He had, he used to say Kaddish for the Baba Rebbe who had no children. He said Kaddish for Albert Einstein on his yard site. He was a Jew. Nobody said Kaddish for him. I think that most of our shows is for the people that don't have Kaddish, you know. We dedicate it. That's right. And we, JRU Radio dedicates to people. We don't wait for the donations to come in to dedicate it. We dedicate it anyways. This is the this is the Amiudi. So you know what? That the Moshe Emet Torah to Emet. This is the Emet of Moshe. The the Noseba'olim Havero. The the fact that he 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 was so so connected on every level to every Jew. He felt every Jew. Something we can't understand, but we can. We can't uh, understand, but we can. Because that's why I said that we are real proud. But I want to tell you something, another point, that the Torah is coming here and give us some, some kind of small hint about even the Moshe Rabbeinu, the biggest, the huge, you know, that, you know, he had certain mistakes also. And uh, if I, if I, if, the Chachamim wouldn't say, I wouldn't dare to dare say it, but you know, he somehow neglected his, kid, his kids. And he, I don't know if to say the word neglect, but you know, it's it's something that basically his kids didn't follow his footsteps 100%. And and I think that uh, I, I know that I spoke I spoke about it, Rabbi Shach, you know, said that he didn't, he wasn't successful with his kid because he was Basically, Shabbat night, it was staggering, it was learning, and he didn't know how to combine his kids together with him. 
And uh, I, I would say that Khatam uh, Sofer and all the Khatam said it, you know, they said a very, very uh, point. To, to, you know, I know that we, we all, we all Tzadikim, we all Hasidim, we all those other. And I see a lot of people that dealing with Chesed all the day and somehow, somehow missed the opportunity to be close to our children. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. Yes. When a person does chesed, and I'm not criticizing anybody, but when a person does chesed, I can tell you it was a Rebbe teacher. When I do something for somebody else, it's very gratifying. It's gratifying. When I do something, I do something at home, it's not always gratifying. Yeah. It's not always gratifying. And and it's it's just so it discourages people maybe. But the the fact is I said at home to be Bechesed with our children, we have the best example. Hashem is Bechesed with us and we're his children. That's the bottom line. Bechesed with us and we're his children. That's 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 what thing that uh, I, I we we you know this is the awareness that I'm talking now to to all of us you know and I'm I'm telling you I I know that I missed many many of my, some of kids my kids because you know what but Baruch Hashem I know that I pray to Kadosh Baruch all the time that if I try to take care of his children they will take care of my children and it's it's working it's very working but you know you know you know you know yourself that um, in the last I would seven years. I had the, the, the really the the schut that the merit that my children was every almost every night with me here wow. in the station. Yes, I know. And this is like something that I I've never thought about it. You know that if I was only on the radio and the, 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 my kids was far away, I couldn't be with them. And I Kadosh Baruch arrange it. And I said so so you know so gratitude about it. You know I said, thank Kadosh Baruch that it's happened. You know. Because I know, I know that I, I somehow, I don't, I cannot say that I make a kind of terms with Akadosh Baruch. I said, Avinu I'm trying to take care of your children, take off my children, you know. Right. And this is something that it's working. It's really, I learned it from uh, from a few rabbis. And I know that, listen, it's, I grew we're up, trying to do the best. I grew up out of town. My father was the rabbi out of town, upstate New York. We had a day school. I went to co-ed day school. My sisters went away to Basiakov in Baltimore for high school, sent us away from home very early. I was the only one that was able to stay at home because the yeshiva opened up in Rochester. And my father always said, I'm taking care of your people, Hashem, please take care of mine. And Hashem did. Hashem did. He took care of all of us. But you know what? It's it's a hard road. It's a hard road, but it's 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 the only road. It's a dedicated road. It's the only road. It's the only road. It's, it's very, it's, 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 it's huge. But you know what? But that, that goes back to the fact that it's all, all connected. It's all big picture. It's all one thing. Hashem is on top of everything. Yep. We are not going to lose anything if we do what Hashem wants. We are not. The problem is, that people think they know what Hashem wants and people come up with all sorts of in interesting things saying that's what Hashem wants. That's why we have Gidol Hayador. 
That's why we have rabbis to tell us what to do. We can't make decisions on our own. Anybody that wants gets up and says, yeah, this is what Hashem wants. No. We don't have to be original and, 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 uh, and have new ideas in, in, in what Hashem wants. Hashem wants. This is what Hashem wants. Hashem wants us to listen to our rabbis. Yeah, uh, you know, we do that's the, the, I love these people that know what Hashem wants. You know, this yeah. is like uh, they know and they can do, they make you, oh, you will see that what happened, you know. And I love them, you know, because they really don't have any clue what is it, what what is what is all about, you know, religion. They're thinking, they're thinking, they're trying to think about uh, what is all about it. And how insulting that's, is it when they say this happened because of that and yeah. that happened because of this and they turn Hashem into this, this. Human like God does things the way Hashem doesn't do things the way they think Hashem does things. Well, just because they decided that makes sense, that, ridiculous. Look, but I want to tell you, but it is something that I, I would add that the Kadosh Baruch Hu Hashem he is Avraham Rahman is a principle, but also is not standing uh, silent when somebody. Uh, basically, a disgrace is name, and so, this, so, is some, so, this is something that we have to take in consideration. So we have, we have, the Torah tells us by the Torah when Hashem gets angry, when you take me for granted and you treat Hashem as if is not entity, just take things for granted. A person, person is just, just as you said. Just neglects Hashem, but not just neglects passively, neglects actively. That's that's where Hashem says, "I'm not." I, that's where Hashem brings in me that hadim. Yeah, that's that's. And 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 the other thing is, you know what? Hashem is Avrahaman, but Avrahaman, the biggest Rahmanut is. To what? Let your kid do everything they want? So you have these parents that permissively, I have many, many people I know, they didn't push their kids for anything. No, I don't want to bother them. Rahmanis, the kids. The, there was, the kids grow up upset at their parents. Why didn't you push me? Why didn't you teach me? Why didn't you make me do these things? My life would be different. If you had taught me some things, if you would have made me do things, you never made me do schoolwork. Now I'm, I'm I'm ignorant and I can't make a living. Yeah, uh, you know, again, this is the obligation of of a parent. You know, that's what I would say, our parents, and this is what something that's very important. We're talking about all the time. You know, just this this uh, lady that wrote us about uh, the uh, child that's three years old. You know, that she kept him at home and home environment. I, I think that you what you said that Shlomo Amelach said. Right. We, we have the obligation to, to find our kids' way and turn them to, 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 to pull, you know, direct them. You know what? They direct them. That's where right. I think direct them to yeah, the, the right direction. So my, so my parenting course is called Parent by, by Direction, Not Correction. Kids don't learn by correction. They learn by direction. And also three-year-olds learn by example. And they learn by love. Three-year-olds are very, very egocentric, and they learn by love. They learn by 
the feelings that they get from the people around them. And any teacher that is wondering what's wrong with the students that they're not understanding his lesson is not a is not a teacher. Because a teacher means that you are the active participant in the relationship. You have to be teaching. If someone is not learning, learning is a passive part of the relationship. Person teaches, then a person learns. Person learns because of the teaching. If the person finds that the children are not learning, then he may very well need to examine his teaching because that may not be what he's doing. My first experience teaching, I was teaching a sixth grade class, and I thought I really was a good Rebbe. I gave my first test, and the highest grade was 18. Chai, yes, 18. Out of 100, 18. The highest grade, the smartest kid in the class. And it was a wake-up call that, hello, you're not teaching. If they're not picking it up, then I wasn't teaching. I had to assess the level of my class and their capabilities and teach to that level. Then I'm a teacher. Then I'm a teacher. If a kid's not picking it up. Yeah. You know, it's the Gemara talking about the rabbi that uh, asked him why you will live so many years. Right. And the story about it that he was repeating. Uh, he had a student that uh, saw a little bit odd catcher, you know. Right. And he was uh, repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. 100, 200, 300, 400 times you repeat the same uh, lesson over there. And suddenly in the, in the middle of this uh, teaching, somebody interfered. And he, the guy lost his mind. <laughs> the guy <laughs> lost it. And he, go, he went back and teaching. And this is amazing to see. I wish we had, I, I know, I, I didn't see it that this teacher, that uh, I'm not, not in my, I'm not a teacher in my, <laughs> in my character, I, I'm not a teacher. I, I don't have the patience, but uh, really it's something that it's, it's an unbelievable to see uh, rabbis, morim, morot, mechanchim, mechanchot, that really are born to be this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, many times, many times for any profession, Every profession that you lo you're studying, you know, like, like I'm a little bit uh, tired and like this, you're losing it. Right. And this is the time that you refresh yourself. And this is the time that we are making the awareness. You know, I, last yeah. week we spoke about some teachers that was uh, insulting some uh, children. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, it seems like uh, this teacher is... Uh, uh, he or she uh, has to, to take a little bit break and hear the place of the, the principal of the school to put put this, these teachers a little bit, you know, in a recess or talk with them because what they're doing, it can, can destroy their life. It really can. And if you think about, think about memories that we have of things, it could destroy life. However, I have to tell you that as parents, as parents, we have to 
fortify our children to be able to withstand the negativity that they face in the world. If our children know who they are, and if we tell them on a constant basis how good they are, and what we think of them, how wonderful they are, then how much we love them, how much we, how love, much them. we love them, repeat it, how much we love and them, how, how much, much they we deserve about them, you know, that them. how much they deserve our yes. love. Some parents love their children and we, they say, I love you because I'm a great parent. No, you are deserving of love. Uh, you, you, I look, in the minute you say they're not great parents, I'm 100%. sorry. 100%. 100%. You know, your parent. But, your parent is that you love you because the Kadosh Baruch give you uh, to me as a present. That's right. I tell my twins all the time, what would my life, I tell all my kids, but my twins are my youngest, what would my life be without you? How crazy is it if I could ever imagine Hashem didn't give me this gift of all my children? Yeah. I didn't have children for eight years. So I, I, I mean, not that I love my children any more than any other people, but I think I do, but that's okay. But you know what? I mean, forget it. Sibra, <laughs> always amazing. I'm sorry that you're amazing to get the twins when you are older. And, and I, I, I just it's, it's very amazing. It's very amazing. I don't believe it yet, you know? It's, it's, After five kids, a sudden I get twins. And it's like, it's the same thing with me. I have my five kids. It's so funny because I was looking through pictures because I was arranging some pictures for my mother on my stream. And I see, okay, and have a going chronologically. First of all, I was crying the whole time because I was so thankful to Hashem. Look how much you blessed me. I was looking at all the pictures through the years. You forget. It's a long time. It's like 29 years. So I forget from the beginning till now. I see how they grew up and they grew up. They grew up. Now, my son's married and my son's second year base finish. I'm like, looking at what he was like when he was five years old, and I see he's the same way, he's the same delicious kid. But then I see, like, all of a sudden, my Shimon is now 13, and he was he was four, and he was, he was my youngest. So he said to me, he goes, Dad, I was the youngest until they came along. <laughs> that's right, you were. But I see, you're still my youngest boy. He goes, nah, that doesn't work. But yeah, yeah, this, this is, yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. I know that uh, I had, I had two, you know, my one daughter was uh, four years. The other one was a year and a half. And he got the twins. With, you know, you don't understand this. You know, the night will be passed. Then, the, 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 you know, the, I would say, I don't know, tortures, but you know, that the, the difficulty that we had, you know, and you, as twins some, are challenging. Uh, twins was always a two babies and uh, extra okay. two babies. It was like unbelievable. That, that could be. Uh, <laughs> I know, I remember a wording of this a lady told me, and and I really appreciate that. Akadosh Bahu is don't, don't give someone a test without knowing that he can stand it. That's right. I, and I, I'm telling I, you, I'm I so you. happy. It says, Baruch Shahamar Olam. Baruch Kozer Mekayim. So someone asks, Baruch Shahamar asks, What this is Shevach to Akadosh Baruch Hu, that he's Mekayim is Xerot? Any normal, if you tell me in the marketplace, this guy doesn't keep his promises. He says, What do I want to do business with him? Say, Oh, Hashem, you're so great because you keep your word. So they say, No, Pshat is Baruch Kozer Mekayim. He's Mekayim, the person. To be able to withstand the Xerah. Wow. Every single thing Hashem is goes there, he withstands the person to be able. 
I live my life with that every second of every day. If Hashem is sending it to me, then I must have the ability to be able to do it. And it's the opposite also because I once went to a tzaddik and, and there was a question about what, taking a certain test or something. And I said, but how do I know that this is going to be okay? He said, because Hashem is not give a person something they can't handle. You and your wife can't handle it. It won't happen. Yeah. And that's that. That's um, scary, but true. And I want to tell you something. It's uh, it's only the beginning of the conversation, and it's time already fly out. Because I and, came late. Yeah. Shame on me. And I, no, but next time maybe we do it, and it's because uh, the program is going to be uh, the other program is going to be pushed away. So we don't to, want to do that. Uh, I have to basically uh, conclude the show and. Rabbi Dr. Simcha Have Cohen. a great will, week. Uh, have a great week. And Bezad Hashem, we will be mid sort of what. Amen. And as you said, as you said, we uh, really need you guys. $18. And $18. $18. Then the, That's whatever, all. Whatever you can get. And this is the end of the year tax. And you, you just, can you just write it as a tax exam. Non-profit organization. And, and we are waiting for you. We are. We need you. We need you very, very badly, you know. Then next show is Ketzevayom. Thank you. Okay.